Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. 
Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. I'm joined, as always, by Black Trey, Big Jerv, Jay Skills, and the one and only Juju Gotti. We got a hell of a show for you today. But first, www.patreon.com slash things. Go there. Sign up. Become a Patreon. Get the extra content. Get the overflow episodes, the OG episodes, the Cinephobe special editions, the Cinephobe watch-alongs, the Cinephobe outtakes that we don't put on anywhere else the all yeah all the long cold opens and shit it's a new series we got out there plus the discord and all the other great things that you get from being a patreon patreon.com slash captain things lock in all right let's get this thing started so taraji p henson out here crying in interviews talking about how rough it is she got a point she is underpaid She's absolutely underpaid. It's mathematically shown. Hollywood plays. They pay women less than men. They play. They pay black women less than white women. Uh, so everything she's saying as far as from an equality standpoint compared to her peers in the acting game, she's 100% accurate on. And like, that is a worthwhile fight that we should all support and magnify and amplify her voice on because she's spitting some truth. However, some of this other shit just sounds like you had a shitty agent. It's it's not unlike, remember when we were talking about Chappelle and Chappelle was talking about like, oh, this is a terrible deal and y'all shouldn't. I'm like, brother, it sounds like you signed a terrible deal. That's not, you weren't getting fucked over. That's the deal that you signed. And so there's a part, you know, I, I'm, I'm always very kind of, because I, I discern, I discern because some of the stuff they say is valid. And some of it seems like they want us to inherit their fuck ups. They want us as a people to have their back on shit that, that had nothing to do with us as a people. But, I mean, that ain't racism. That's a bad agent. What about the disparity, I feel like, in agents in general across different businesses? Like, I feel like sports agents are kind of heralded, mm -hmm. right, as, like, really doing the work and getting the most for their clients and mm -hmm. you know you hear nothing but great things about how much they go hard but entertainment agents music film tv seem to be some of the most shadiest characters like they're always fucking their clients over they're pulling money out of their clients accounts they're not getting them good deals like why is there such a disparity well, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, first of all, to be an agent, you kind of have to be a shady scumbag on some level. And I say this with friends who are agents, and I love them, but also I know, hey, this job requires you to have to be a little bit of a shitbag at times. A little right? scumbaggery, yeah. A little scumbaggery. Like, if you're not a scumbag and you're an agent, you're, you're probably not a good agent, straight up. Number two... And this, with regards to what you just said, as far as like the difference between entertainment and sports, is at least in most sports, there is like a 
not going to call it a barrier to entry because it's not that big of a barrier, but you have to be certified by the league, by the player association. You can't, it like, there is some check and balance there, even though it's not exactly like Fort Knox. There have been some shitbag un, underqualified people become certified agents. You just have to pay the fee and like file something, whatever. But there is some sort of regulation there. And given that in sports, it's a lot more like this unlimited, I feel like. If you talk about singers, there's singers everywhere. They're old singers, they're young singers, they're country singers, they're urban singers, there's singers everywhere. If you talk about actors, there's actors everywhere. Actors from big cities, actors from small towns, actors from other countries, whatever. When you talk about basketball players, like legit good enough to do this, for instance, it ain't that many of them. It really isn't that many of them. And so it's easier to kind of weed out guys who aren't really good at this representation thing because there ain't that many talent to go around. Whereas actors, like there's actors everywhere, all ages, all all, all ethnicities, all genders, everything. So there's so much more of them. There's more opportunity, I feel like, to be an agent. So there's more opportunity for scumbags uh, to get in on there. And there is an element of that, by the way, of like, you get what you are exposed to. But I feel like as someone who has an agent, part of your responsibility is to always be in conversation with everybody that you know. Yo, what does your agent do? How often does your agent call you? How often are y'all in communication? How often do y'all talk about your career strategy? Hey, hey, uh, I mean, like, you're trying to be handsome. Like, no, she can pick up the phone and talk to Angela Bassett. She can pick up the phone and talk to Denzel Washington. She can pick up the phone, the people that she sees, why they have ads and I don't have ads. You can pick up the phone and like, yo, man, that's dope that I saw you and Dion Cole in the Old Spice. How did that come about? What'd you have to do? Who'd you, who'd you, who'd you uh, if you just sit back, and wondering why the shit ain't happening. That's, I mean, it's happening because you allow it to happen in, on some level. And that's right. not, yeah. that part isn't the race struggle that is real and that she's also talking about. That part is different. That part is you, your due diligence as a client to keep I, your, your reps it, honest. And I feel, honestly, I mean, that the irony of this whole conversation is that it's not really about race because she works with a lot of black people mm-hmm. and she's worked with John Singleton. She's worked mm-hmm. with Oprah right now and she's mm-hmm. worked Oprah. with Tyler Perry quite a lot. <laughs> and so the larger conversation I feel like is why don't black people pay each other? And like, cause, cause you not, first of all, you not, ever going and i talked about this the other day in all regards you're never going to be a nigga peer bro <laughs> i'm going to help you enough for you to stay under me <laughs> exactly <Yep. laughs> that's it yep it's all it it's it like you know what i mean i, I can't say i can't say that case for me right if i was to ever plateau to something the nigga would be happy he went would be like all right nigga hold on you you you, you eating off my plate now but I've seen people be like, all right, I'll look out for you. I'll give you this plug. But to an extent, I'm not going to give you too much of this mm-hmm. because you're not about to come in here and do this. I'm the nigga. There can <laughs> I'm only the only be one. nigga over here. It's only Highlander. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so, hey, 
Angela Bassett, like, hey, hold on, Taraji. <laughs> Not too much. Uh, Oprah. <laughs> right, I, I, like, Oprah can't, see, can't she make that call? I mean, yo, I've like... seen Oprah walk in on that video of them, like, they're doing the press tour for the Color Purple musical that's coming out uh, this, this holiday season. And Oprah walk into the shot. And she's, I mean, she's dressed like a pimp, dude. Glitter, that coat down, and she's she got that little. Her. She walks, you know what she walked in like? You guys remember uh, Roy Williams walking in the locker room? That gym, like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. She walked in like that, and I was like, damn, man. Like, if you just fresh off of, like, I just did all these teary-eyed interviews about how I'm getting fucked over buddy. And then here come the money. Like, yeah, <laughs> what's up? Like, that's, that shit got to, that's got to feel weird. That's got to well, feel weird if you're her, Well, right? no, she came back and reached out to her and all this other stuff. So, like, I mean, there was a full whole thing, which I felt was unnecessary. I think she just didn't know how to talk to Oprah in this particular situation because Oprah talked to her after, I got think, her straightened wait, out. I'm tripping. I, I, These I, comments I, were about Oprah, y'all, y'all felt like? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's a little company. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture you are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. so sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings d-i-n-g-s and get our special deal ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional twenty dollars off you can choose salmon chicken breast or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, like well, I, 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 that's what I mean. I, I mean the but color purple, uh, not necessarily over, but like their experience with the color purple, that's like, what you feel like. Just... No, that, she's doing it on the press tour for the goddamn movie. Yeah, yeah, and she she's said, done, okay, she's so there's a message. Yeah, but she, she, if she's saying that she's been out the mix for uh, that period of time, what platform, what other platform is she going to have outside of Instagram? Obviously, you know, then this tour. I mean, tours tend tend to be when people, yo, you know, Jerv, I, I'm, I'm, Jason, I'm gonna let you explain in a second, but yeah. Jerv, I'm gonna just say this: if any radio station or TV, like Good Day America. Today show, whatever. If they get a call, yo, Taraji V Henson's in town, y'all want her? Nobody's saying no. You you done this. Well, we just booking, man. Like we just we got a slot to fill. Oh shit, this motherfucker want an Oscar and they just want to stop by for the fuck of it. They'll yeah. put them on immediately. Like it's not like there's no show that's like if Charlemagne and them get the call, yo, Taraji's in town. She wanna she wanna come talk. 
They put on no, like, no, no, no. We got sexy red today. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Like you're trying to be oh, Henson. You okay. have the ability to do any show you want. But but Jason, go ahead and explain the whole Oprah thing. Yeah. So Oprah is the producer, one of the producers of the color purple. And if you look at the last message I highlighted in the group chat, uh, basically Taraji put out a, a, after their interaction on whatever that was, the Empire State Building, wherever they were standing. Um, Taraji put a picture of them from that day, which I'm sure is where they talked, or I'm not sure, actually, I don't want to speculate, but whatever the case, her people talked to Oprah's people. Oprah, quote unquote, stepped up and got Taraji the pay that she felt like she was owed. But what happened before that, we don't know, but the only known thing is that she felt like she was underpaid for her role in The Color Purple and that she was then compensated to the tune of whatever she felt like she was missing. Gotcha. But but this but like is the there's contract part. before you even read. Do you before yeah. you even do the you know what you about to get? And I think the thing yeah. was was kind of like maybe someone had that conversation of like, hey, how much you getting? And was like, hold on, Fantasia, you never acted before on this screen. Hey, what are you getting? And then she's looking at her body of work and she's going back like, oh, I need to go edit some shit. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do this. And then. Instead of fucking up the movie before it comes out, let's fix this internally. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing. It's like, oh, before I left, the, before I left, I, I had to show Fantasia and the others how it should be. And it's like, nah, bro, before you even accepted this role and knew what the opportunity was, you knew the pay. Or you would not. And it's not like, oh, every time I show up and Jason, you work in this biz. So you know how this shit works for the people who don't know how this shit works. It's not like every time you show up, you get a different amount of money <laughs> every time you shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how much you're about to make plus the gross of whatever it is that's in your contract. She went, she just probably heard again, having that uncomfortable money conversation with the rest of her peers and finding out how much niggas is really making. You know what I mean? Before she got on. So they probably restructured and got her right. But it was unnecessary to do Oprah like that. Because Oprah like, all right, dog, like, you're the one who wanted to do this shit. I could have got somebody else. You I'm feel me? Or, or tell me. Tell, I got to hear that shit out there. Tell me. Come well, tell me. Well, you know, Oprah like Hove, though. Oprah like I was about to say, it's not like she can just walk up on Oprah, my G. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no, know if niggas getting the call I, from Oprah like that. No, but I, I'm I think so. Gonna say I think so. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say because I've been in this situation before where I got offered something that I felt was lowball, and I went back and, and I said, "Hey, are y'all mad at me? What 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 do I do? You gotta you gotta be able to have that conversation again. We're not talking about goddamn, you know, uh, what's her name, fucking Ice Spice, right? Taraji P Henson is." a name in that industry, award-winning actress, right? Wide variety of shit, black shit, white shit. She's done it all. High levels, right? Like, known. Dog, you can't act all of a sudden, like, who am I? How do I get... You I mean, know how to get should, in touch. Um, she should have a, it's Oprah, should, though, my G. No, no, no. no dog, but I'm, she should, have a, she should have a flat rate before she even grab a script. Like, for me to even read still, the script... Right. But but, I, but I think I think for what you're saying, Trey, is probably what part of what happened. But I think there's also a part of like slightly like I don't want to compare it too much to the Diddy Cassie, but like like I told you behind closed doors and you didn't want to make shit right. So now I'm about oh, to come you? out 
in public and let mm. people know. You think it's a shame game here? And decide oh. what I should get paid. Mm. And I think that I think that's how it played out personally. You know what I'm saying? But I think also, Trey, what you said might have been the first step. Niggas was all on set, having laughs, kicking, and then nigga, oh, what? Oh, you, what? And she thought hey, what be, she was be, getting was cool this... until she saw what Fantasia check was and was like, she ain't never even been in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about? Because, because when, you look at all the press, when you look at all the press runs and all the stuff what I've been seeing outside of Taraji, them niggas been all in the room happy. So... Right. You know what I mean? Despite right. all that, they still been in the room happy. They did some shit with Vogue the other day where they was answering questions and, oh, who was most likely to do this? And da da da, da. They playing the games <laughs> and doing that shit. So I'm cool. I, I get that part. But again, she heard some number and was like, do you know who I am? She played that ego game. And that ego got hit. You got to play that game was. a lot sooner, but my, you, my but G. You got to like, respect, though. You got to respect the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's like a motherfucker coming on here and a mean find out that me or you making more money than him and he been in the game longer. We might right. we might be the hot the hot hand, but at the right. end of the day, I mean, be like, nigga, I was on TV, I did this. I, hold on, bro. Hold this on. nigga Trey making how much? <laughs> every time, every time that nigga, every hey, when he posted, what was that? That that was the 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 frock. What was it? It was some shit. What was it, Jerv? That ridiculous shit he had on the emo tray. Uh, yeah, no, not the emo tray. I was talking about this. Oh, shit. that nigga. Oh, oh that the, nigga the, 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 like the gi, the the yeah, the komodo. The, the komodo. And then it was the like, komodo. and that shit was like nine hundred eighty-five dollars. I was like, the fuck, man. He like, what kind of money this nigga tray? That's the shit, man. Deal this nigga If the niggas rocking some nice shit, I'd be like, but when the nigga be rocking some bullshit that's expensive, I'm like, oh, this nigga got money, money. Right, money to burn. He's got money to burn. Yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, everyone have a happy, uh, happy New Year and a Merry Christmas. For Big Jer, for Jason, for Trey, for Juju Gotti, I'm Amino Hassan, reminding you to stay black, motherfucker.